It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. It's Live in the Bream with the host of Fox News Sunday, Shannon Bream. This week on Live in the Bream, I'm going to have to fangirl a little bit, not going to lie because we have somebody amazing joining us who you have been blessed by her and you have heard her amazing voice, her amazing work. Uh, Naomi Rain joins us. You may know her as a solo artist, part of a group, part of Maverick City Collective, or any other um, special tours and things that she's done. She's got a brand new album coming out, although album sounds like old person project, whatever it is. Naomi, welcome to Live in the Bream. Thank you, Shannon. I'm super excited to be here. Listen, I got to tell you, the first experience I had with your music was Gyra, and a friend of mine sent it to me because it had just blown him away. And it makes me cry, I think, still every time I hear it. It is so beautiful and such a message of of just healing and I think of almost a, a soothing balm that people need, frankly, in this world. And I know that you're not new to music. People may look and say, like, oh, overnight success. You've been at this a long time. So... What has music meant in your life growing up into this point where you have burst onto a, a national, really a worldwide stage? Wow, that's a that's a really interesting question because to me, music has been like water. I can't say it's like air, but it's definitely been like <laughs> water to me. Um, it's been a part of my whole life. My parents are singers and I, you know, people, I always say I got it honestly, you know, I grew up in rehearsals and I grew mm-hmm. up um, traveling with my parents all over the country um, as they lifted up worship and um, sang in different areas and different churches. Um, it's just always been a part of my life. Um, that was everybody else was doing sports and other stuff and looking at boys and I was writing <laughs> words to the songs that I was listening to and trying to figure out um, the chords and how to play certain things. That's just been my life forever. Yeah. And you had written your first song, I'm told, by seven. Yes. Yes. So you weren't messing around. No. It, what's interesting is like that just seems so natural to me. I think mm-hmm. um, uh, my teacher had was giving us a principle. I went to a, a Christian school when I was little and um, they gave us principles every week. And that week, the principle was everything begins in seed form and grows into an experience. And so I just took it and created a song and I was singing it. My friend heard it and she was like, oh, that's nice. And I ended up being able to share it with my friends in the classroom. Now, of course, at that age, you're not thinking anything of it. As an adult, I look back at that and I go, wow, like this, this was just happening like randomly. It was just always, I guess, a part of my life. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it just, as you said, through your parents and just kind of woven into you genetically and experientially that you were out there. How have you seen that music really can get to people in a way that maybe they don't want to listen to a sermon? They're not interested or moved in that way. But music seems to break down a lot of barriers for people and connect them in ways that they may not even realize that they need or that they're open to. So. Yes. Um, for me, music is very spiritual. I think sometimes we can minimize the effect of, of music or almost, um, take it for granted. But, um, even as I read through scripture, I see that God commanded the children of Israel to sing. And there's a reason for that, because if you are singing, right, whatever you're singing, 
that stuff gets into your soul. It gets into your mind. You start to believe what you are putting out your mouth. And so it's very important, the type of music that we listen to. Um, and this is why you could listen to a song and cry because it hits you in a way. Um, I think music is designed to reach the deepest parts of us um, that maybe just the, even the spoken word can't. That melody is able to get in the cracks and the crevices and heal places um, that might be otherwise untouched. Yeah, when I was a little kid, my mom, who is a very talented musician, um, would put me and my little best friend in matching dresses and play her ukulele, not even a guitar, because we weren't even that cool. It was a ukulele. <laughs> and she would take us around to sing little Jesus songs to people who I'm sure thought we were crazy in the 70s and 80s. Um, but I get what you're saying. Like you just, it gets into your soul. And gosh, I remember songs from when I was a kid and anything that's set to music, like a verse or anything else, it seems to oh. penetrate in a different way and kind of get locked into your memory. You have sort of those grooves from the musical experience that touch you in a different way than just say memorizing a verse. Right. 100%. Now, unlike you, I did not have a lot of skill, um, but I had the matching dress with my friend Julie and we would <laughs> go out with the ukulele and make the rounds. Um, you said I, what I love about one of your bios I saw on social media, you said, I love Jesus and I love dancing, which cracked yes. me up because like I could do that bio too. I just don't have any skill at the dancing part, but I do love it. Um, <laughs> but man, it Listen, seems like when I you're on singing, I would be a dancer. Now, I don't think I would be good. I don't think y'all would see me dance, but I would definitely be a dancer if I could. Well, you've got to move around the stage. I mean, some of these um, performances, I mean, they're just such an electric experience. It's, it's, you know, I saw you guys perform at K-Love last year live, and it's mm -hmm. very interactive. I think the people and the audience feel like they're with you in the worship and in the music. It's not just a performance. It really is kind of a call to all of us to join the song. Well, you know, it doesn't work if we're not doing it together. You know, I think one of the things like we can worship God privately, but he really like this faith is a very corporate faith. It's about mm -hmm. us. It's about what we do together and how we come together to um, lift the name of Jesus together. And so if y'all are just spectating and watching, uh, it doesn't really fully mm -hmm. work, right? Um, it's when we get into agreement, when we get into one accord, right? When we agree on something, okay, then we can release that sound. And there's power. There's something that happens in the room. And the Lord is like, okay, boom, I can do something, you know? And it's, it's the difference between something happening to you by yourself and you going back and telling everybody the story then when we were all in the room and we heard what happened and we saw what God did in the room together, you can't deny um, the truth of what God does in a corporate setting. And this is why the gospel lives on even to this day, because there were hundreds and thousands of people that saw Jesus together after his resurrection. Like you can't deny mm -hmm what we all saw together. And so I believe that, that God is doing that even now. And it's important for me as a worship leader and as a as an artist to engage people and get them into it. Like, let's do this together and let's mm -hmm. see what God does. And gosh, there's such power, I think, in community and in that connection that we do need each other. Mm -hmm. And I think about the early church, like you said, gosh, they were so dependent on each other and really it was kind of them against the world. And to yeah. have that network of faith and a friendship and all of the things that were so critical. I think sometimes we lose sight of the fact that we need that in 2023. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we do. We'll have more live in the bream in a moment.
From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Stay on top of the latest news and information from Fox News. Listen and download the Fox News Hourly Update on your time. The trending stories you need anytime you want it. Listen and download now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Okay, so you had been in music your entire life, essentially, you know, breathing, sleeping, working. It's just been you. You joined up with Maverick City, if I'm right, 2019. This collective um, came together. And mm-hmm. wow, I mean, the impact that you all have had, the beautiful music and hope that you have put into the world since then. Um, did you have any imagination about what was going to happen over the last three or four years? And much of this has been during COVID, too. Not at all. Like, I couldn't I could not have even my wildest imagination. I don't think <laughs> it would have brought us to where we are today. Um, I did not see any of this coming to me. It was, Hey, I get to be with people that I love. Um, we get to connect and write songs about our faith and hopefully people in a church will sing it. You know, I never thought the Mm -hmm. world would be singing these songs, but again, we didn't know that the pandemic was coming. We didn't know that we would quarantine. We didn't know that YouTube would be as, as unifying for us, Mm -hmm. um, the church as it was, you know, we didn't know we would all be an online church, those that were going, we didn't, we just didn't know that we would have nothing but time to watch video and that um, (laughs) Promises would be one of those songs that would help encourage us. It just, it was a perfect storm um, that I believe God used to help unify the church, you know, and um, I'm grateful to be a part of what God has done, but I could never have imagined this. I mean, just to point out, you guys did tie Beyonce for Grammy wins in 2023. (laughs) So, I mean, if people need a little bit of frame of reference, I mean, this has been um, people recognize the beauty of this and the power of what you're doing. So now you've got an album. You've had your own work all along this way, too. You've got an album coming out called Cover the Earth, June 2nd. It's a live album. Tell us about it. These songs, how this came together. Okay, so this is my this is my baby now. This is my newborn um, <laughs> that um, I just gave birth to. Um, but we got to record it in New York City. <laughs> Thank you. Um, got to record it in New York City, and um, which is my hometown from Queens, and we got to we recorded in Brooklyn. But it was um, really a declaration and a prayer, a petition, um, and asking the Lord to cover the earth with his glory. Like, so there's scripture that says, and the, uh, the glory of the Lord will cover the earth, like the waters cover the sea. And so I was praying one time and, and the Lord was telling me like, basically like, Naomi, you think that my glory covering the earth is like some, you know, like a Disney movie where there's like some goofy gold dust or something that goes <laughs> and like, you think it's magic, but it's not actually magic. It's what Jesus was saying when he said, let your light so shine so that men would see your good works and glorify your your father in heaven. It's when our light shines, right? The um, Paul says Christ in you, the hope of glory. So Christ in us allows our light to shine for him that God would get the glory. And we have to do that and be that. And as we spread out over the earth and as we do the work that God has called us to do in every industry and every um, facet of life, um, 
his glory is able to cover the earth and we're able to say, okay, good. The reason that I'm alive is because of what God has done, right? And the reason that I have hope is because of what God has done. The reason I was able to survive the heartbreak, the loss, the disappointment is because my hope is not in these things that are temporary. My hope my hope is eternal. My hope is um, in the fact that Jesus has already won the victory for me. And so that glory gets to be spread among the earth. And so I made an album of songs, um, really all pointing to that. And my hope is that people would hear the music, that they would be inspired to live out the fullness of what God has called them to and allow his glory to cover the earth through that. Mm-hmm. That's that's fantastic. It's such a beautiful word picture, too, to really think about what that means um, mm-hmm. and to put that in, in words and music. Do you still write most or a lot of what you do um, individually? Oh, um, yes, but Okay, because of being a part of Maverick, when I when I joined up with Maverick, that was my first time really co-writing mm-hmm. and writing with other writers. So I used to write everything myself. And mm-hmm. now I start, you generally start the process myself and now I open it up. I'm like, hey guys, does anybody want to um, hop on this? I found that <laughs> it just ends up being better when I'm not doing it by myself, even though I mm-hmm. still, okay, secretly, I still enjoy writing by myself. I'm like, <laughs> I like to do it by myself, but I found that the songs are better when, you know, you have another perspective, you have other ideas. It's like two mm-hmm. heads are better than one. Um, so yeah, there are a bunch of co-writes on here and a few just by myself. And how in the world do you do this with being a worship leader and um, a, a normal person, like a regular person who's got kiddos and everything mm-hmm. else to juggle and to manage and being on tour? What is life like for you? How do you manage and keep perspective, keep time with the Lord, time for your family, time for yourself? Is it possible? It is possible. It is hard, though. And, you know, I've had to make intentional shifts. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes why we why we're not able to shift or do well or thrive in certain seasons in new seasons is because we're not intentionally shifting. Um, a few years ago, my husband and I realized that we were going to have to intentionally change the way that we looked at life, the way we looked at normal, the way we looked at um, our family dynamic, and we had to intentionally shift. And I don't—I think had we not done that, um, this would be much harder. I have a great support system. I have—I've had to hire people to help me, assistant. Like I—I I can't do laundry. Okay. Now, mind you, I still want to, but that I actually like laundry. It's the only thing I don't hate doing. <laughs> but if you don't have time, right. you don't have time. Right. I I know I hate a dish. I hate doing dishes because if I cook, mm-hmm. I don't want to do dishes. But like, mm-hmm. I there are certain things I can't do in terms of household chores um, that I used to be able to do, and I had to give that up because I wanted to be able to be present so that when I'm with my children, I'm not just working mm-hmm. and like clean up. What do you do? You know, I'm not fussing mm-hmm. um, the whole time. Um, my mom and my dad helped Jermaine and I out. Jermaine's my husband um, with the kids. Now, mind you, my kids are a little older. Uh, I have, my youngest is nine. Um, my middle is 14 in June and my oldest is 17 in July. So, you know, th- I have some older ones. And so they're they're kind of mm-hmm. a little more autonomous, you know, and um, mm-hmm. not on their own. But, you know, the, the scope of parenting has kind of changed from like, running around, making sure you got your clothes on to like, hey, you know, I'm still having to make sure they brush their teeth, child. But, um, <laughs> you know, I'm, it's, Always. it's more so like talking about 
what happened and how do you treat you know it's it's more like a full house parenting than um like mom of a baby of you know three kids under three that's not where mm-hmm. i am anymore so i'm grateful for the help um i i take time in the morning to read my word before i get out the bed um mm-hmm. pray and and do that so, i mean there's some things that just have to be non-negotiable and i wish i could say that every single day it's perfect and it's a it's not but i've learned um to give myself grace um, mm-hmm. because I can't, I literally cannot do it without the Lord. I can't do it without help. And so I've learned, I've had to learn to be humble and accept help and <laughs> say, okay, I, it's not going to be what I thought normal parenting was. When I, when I became a wife and a mom, I'd never thought that I would be out of the house for a week at a time, let alone right two or three weeks, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And so we're figuring out ways to get the kids to us. I play game pigeon with my kids all the time. We're texting and we're FaceTiming and doing whatever we can to stay connected. And God has been really uh, faithful. And my prayer is that, um, that when they get older, they will look back and say, okay, mom did this all for Jesus. And that's what all of our lives are about. Like this is the family business that we would tell people about Jesus and who he is. And that if that fails, that at least they'll have enough money to pay for therapy. That's my plan. (laughs) Yeah, we all need a little therapy fund. So, you know, that's good. Mom setting that aside. Um, I love that you said the idea, though, of giving yourself some grace. Because I found Mm -hmm. I've been trying to lean into that some more because you can't get everything done. You can't be perfect every day. You can't never miss, you know, a time of prayer or whatever. I mean, it just... But I used to have this thought in my head, like, God is up there, like, so disappointed in me. Like, girl, can't you get it together and get this right and make time and, you know, less sleep or whatever it is, you know, and I've come to see him as a heavenly father who has great mercy and care for us um, and wants us to know that he does provide grace. It's not just in the idea of salvation, but really in our daily life, like he's for us. He's cheering for us. He knows how we struggle. But he's not out there waiting to send lightning bolts down to us when we're not getting it exactly right. right. So I love that you mentioned that um, about finding grace for yourself. Um, I also want to touch on this, too, because you want to make a space for other creatives, other people who have messages. Um, Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so um, I'd started a label with my partner, um, Gary Coach, um, some time ago called The Bridge Collective. And it was really to give people in the um, tri-state area. I'm from New York, so Mm -hmm. I know there's a few different tri-state areas, but um, (laughs) um, in the tri-state area, an opportunity to share their creativity um, in a way that wouldn't have them be kind of like slaves to the industry and like certain, just the ways and the rules of of industry. Um, I've since then, because I've become a lot busier and I've had to like let go of certain things, I've continued on with like mentoring younger artists, mm-hmm. not younger in terms of just age, but just in terms of the time they've been around, um, inspiring them, helping encourage them. Cause sometimes things take way longer than we, um, mm-hmm. well, most times things take way longer than we expect them to. And, um, just trying to give them encouragement, but also, you know, financially helping them achieve their dreams and, and do what they love. And so I'm transitioning into, uh, starting another, a label with my manager, um, Morris Coleman. And we're, we're just going to like give hopefully people an opportunity um, to do their art in a way that it impacts society and helps give voice to some artists that might not be traditionally like a worship artist, you know, mm-hmm. um, 
but they still have positive messages, messages that are rooted in the faith, um, rooted in God, and um, stem from their walk in their journey with Jesus. Well, you've already put so much good into the world, and I'm so blessed by all of your different projects and things that you're involved in. We're talking with Naomi Rain. Her new project is out June 2nd, Cover the Earth. Um, you will be so blessed by her and all that she's involved in. Don't know how she manages it, but the grace of God. Uh, we are so thankful that you share your talents with the rest of us and bless us through that. Naomi, thank you for joining us on Live in the Bream. Thank you for having me, Shannon. This was great. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. Jason in the House, the Jason Chaffetz Podcast. Dive deeper than the headlines and the party lines as I take on American life, politics, and entertainment. Subscribe now on foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts.